Welcome to the Religiously Offensive Podcast. Absolutely slaying yesterday in our, really? s- our end of Halo session. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not the podcast. Well, that was great. <laughs> Just the Halo session. I was like, Not really? Usual, you know? <laughs> I felt normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're doing good. I slayed Katan, too. You're doing good, too. Luke, I've won three times in the last week. Dude. It's a problem. Katan. It's stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so happy. You, the, you know what? You deserve it. Though. We stopped worrying about him happier. for a while, and now you're back on we the We got radar. complacent, yeah. Oh, so good. And I killed Halo. Dude, and, and not only yesterday did he win yesterday, he murdered us yesterday. <laughs> In Catan? Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, I think second place was seven or eight. Yeah. Wow. It was. So that means they were teamed up on you the whole such time. Such a good day. It was fucked up. Dude, good for you. All right. Well, I was going to use all this until you said that, Gabby. When was, oh, sorry. I didn't know you pressed record. <laughs> You need to stop doing that, though. Maybe like a 3-2-1 would be right. helpful. That's all right. You're the only one that drops the big apps. Just so. throw a beep. And the only reason I don't drop the big apps during the recording is in respect to our viewers. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I mean, these are classified as explicit on Spotify. Oh. I put the big uh, E there. Well, 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 I can see. Well, shit. F words. Yeah. All right. So today's pretty heavy subject. Um, evolution, big girl, old, old earth versus young earth theory. Mm. Uh, this is stuff I love talking about. Um, sure do. (laughs) The casual conversation around the office usually has something to do with science and daily. It's a daily Bible or Christian faith. Um, yeah. So, um, before we actually get started in this, I wanted to acknowledge if you watched last episode, the camera was uh, wandering a little bit, so sorry out. about that. Why? Um, I think it had to do with some image stabilization the GoPro has. Hmm. So it's like some technology that, like, when you're moving around, like, you know, because they're made for, like, action. So, like, you, you know, you're on a snowboard and you're moving around. It kind of keeps the, you know, the video steady. Um, and then when you put it on a tripod, it just hates it. So uh, I'm going to try to... Actually, I don't have a preview when the camera's off like this, so I'm just trusting that whatever changes I made are going to be reflected, and sorry if it happens again. Um, the other thing I want to mention is that I know a lot of these things we talk about, you know, we, uh, we kind of represent as half-baked thoughts. So, you know, I want to I make sure that anything you hear on here, just don't take it as gospel. Uh, do your own research, you know, connect with... The people that you find accountability in, you know, whatever spiritual leadership you have or, you know, spiritual mentors or what have you, mm-hmm. um, ask some questions. If it doesn't settle with you, do your own research and, and things like that. So we're not trying to, you know, lead people down any path here. We're just expressing thoughts and feelings based on our current understanding, which may be incorrect. So, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> that's a good disclaimer. Just just so everyone knows that. Yeah, but also First John 2.27. <laughs> You no longer need any man to teach you. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. So I'm kind of I'm kind of right. staking claims on that one lately. But yeah, check with them. Anyway, all right. So we can start out today. Uh, Luke had an idea. We could go around and just kind of explain what our view is on young old Earth and evolutionary theory. Right. So um, I can start. For me, I believe that evolution is plausible. I don't know where exactly it, you know, fits in, you know, I mean, granted, it's all, it's all, uh, uh, scientific consensus, right? So it's highly believed by the scientific community. Um, you know, I don't know what part exactly it played in everything as it relates to, you know, combing it into the scriptures precisely, but, um, you know, I do believe it's plausible and, and everything. Uh, I also believe in old earth. I feel like you have to believe in old earth to, think evolution's plausible right dinosaurs evolve over six thousand years so uh yeah so that's that's kind of my stance anyway we can get into dinosaurs it's just (laughs) carbon dating go ahead justin (laughs) uh i guess on those topics um in terms of evolution i think uh, when you look at scripture it's it's pretty hard um 
if you want to believe in the Bible or uh, would say you're a Christian, to think that we evolved from monkeys. That's a tough one. I 100% though uh, believe in. Um, so I guess it's a macro versus micro evolution kind mm. of conversation. There you go. Where mm. I think there is no doubt that in the last thousand years, our species has evolved. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, but you can even go back and look at skulls. Thousand years. Well, I mean, all so throughout time. Jesus was a monkey. Um, no, no, no. I'm just saying, go back. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's no, no. Hot take. I'm saying, sure we did. I'm saying I don't believe support. we evolved from monkeys because at some point, I mean, where are the half monkeys? Like, did they just stop evolving? They were all just like, hey, I think we're good now. Like, sure. we can just stay monkeys. Like, there's enough other, you know, primates, whatever. But I think it's it has more to do with common ancestry is the thing. Sure. So uh, it's not so much that the monkeys today are the ones that evolved into humans. It's the fact that there's common ancestors that right. where different paths were taken right. and some of them ended up as monkeys and as humans. So I don't necessarily believe in that argument that like, why oh, you're talking about monkeys. like Neanderthal type cave people. So yeah. So some of them so like at devolved. some point, yeah. At some point that it's like a tree branch, it split right and into where like one with the other way. Some ended up humans and that, that started the Genesis story. And then some people, you know what I mean? Like just different. Yeah. So we can interpret it that way. Uh, I think that that kind of refutes that argument a little bit. Um, but anyway, we'll just keep this, section brief so yeah, yeah. So, you, you believe this stuff's yeah, possible I, I and definitely that, right? yeah, so. go big on micro evolution in terms of our skulls even you look at the average skull of a human today versus 500 years or a thousand years ago they're very different mm-hmm. just features we've become much more narrow because we're not like you know i mean because of first world and privilege we you know we we don't need to hunt and actually like be animals okay so but, so i guess coming back to my question old earth because we still got to go around yeah yeah no i was yeah so i'm i'm so good yeah. with microevolution. i'm not convinced that we came from monkeys um i don't know um and then i definitely yeah old earth i think uh yeah i think dinosaurs lived and the younger dryest there's a lot, there's a lot you can go Which into we, i mean we won't this isn't this isn't supposed to be in you know um we're not bringing up all the evidence here uh, but it's just, again, we're just trying to spur the thought. Maybe you can do your own research and kind of figure it out. Um, and you don't have to agree with any of us, right? Because there's, there's, you know, disagreement around this table with certain issues. And so, um, you know, again, we're just trying to spark conversation. So Gabby, how do you feel? I mean, like, I don't really believe in anything like wholeheartedly, not like hundred percent. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm always up for a debate on that. All right. All right, that's fair. Luke? Gabby's down. She's always mm-hmm. down for the debates. I'm always down for the conspiracy theories. <laughs> Heck yes. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Let me just preface. I don't know much about um about all of these angles, but yeah, I I kind of am on board with Justin. I think if we were m- made in the image of God, that kind of separates us from all the other creation. Um, and so I guess for my limited knowledge, I would struggle to understand how we came from like monkeys, for example, but that doesn't mean that it, that it, uh, makes scripture wrong. If we were, I just, I don't, I don't know much about it. And as far as old, old earth, new earth, like I've only been a Fun fact, I've only been a Christian for, like, three years, so, uh, like, this new earth thing just came up weeks ago for me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. When we yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I don't get it either. Yeah, so I, I was, you know, because you grew up in school learning not that, and so. Um, right, which, I mean, a lot of young earth Christians would have a problem with the way they teach it in school now. Right. Right. So there's obviously, like, yeah. two schools of thought, two separate I guess, um, pools of evidence. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to discuss. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting. And this is something I'm passionate about. I, you know, it, it just in my existence and just understanding and seeing the things that I've seen and, you know, just all the arguments I've heard and everything like that. Um, and, and this comes back to like the people that used to come into the church, uh, apologists and be like, well, you know, this is why carbon dating is, doesn't make sense and you know all this and they kind of refute all the arguments and that video you sent a couple weeks ago to us and we watched it was it was a guy doing the same thing it was mm-hmm. kind of like it's this it's this like uh 
the guy that just tries to continually say, gotcha, you know, oh, gotcha, you know, oh, no, this isn't the way this is, you know, so this and this is what the science community tries to tell us. And um, it's it's not it's not that simple. Um, I I just for me, especially, it's just like you you just you just simply look at like all the craters in the moon. Anyone can buy a telescope and look at the moon. You know, I mean. Clearly, like there's numerous impacts, like from craters and meteorites, you know, or the mm-hmm. craters from meteorites and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, and you look at, you know, what what does that really what does that really tell us? And and how many how many how many things have struck the moon just even in our lifetime? I mean, we don't really hear about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like stuff's happening all the time, you know. And granted, like that's not that's not the only thing you could use to try to explain this. But what you know, just me and my personal understanding, and just kind of the way I feel like it's been personally revealed to me is just like. Well, I mean, that has to have happened over a very, very long time, right? I mean, we're talking about because 6,000 years, when you compare that to the six point some billion years that the science community is saying that the Earth is, right? I mean, that that is a like many orders of magnitude, that difference, right? So, you know, you're trying to understand, you know, what uh, what that means to us and like how we're supposed to interpret that as it relates to the lens of the Bible and everything. So, it, you know, I, I just don't. I just don't buy the young young Earth idea, right? Um, I think that you know, and and I guess you could call it like a day age kind of thing. They call you know people day age theorists or you know um, things like that, where you know you're saying that um, the the Earth or the way that Genesis explains it is more of you know each day represents an age, right? And and it could be millions or billions the, of years. The word in Hebrew that that we translate to day, it doesn't, it's not speaking to a 24 hour period of time. It's well, I, speaking to just yeah. a, a period of time. It doesn't necessarily mean it was one 24 hour day. I've heard the opposite. Huh? Yeah. I don't know what, I, really? I'm well, going to pull it up. Well, you're talking about literal days, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've yeah. heard the Hebrew word that's used means literal days. Well, see, I always heard the opposite. I mean, first, Shall let me say Google? that there's like every Hebrew word has like 10 meanings. Like, yeah. I mean, there's just like, you know, I mean, there's, there's but a lot of then, meanings. Did they even have 24? I guess if you're talking about like one, you know, rotation of the earth, sun up to sundown, I guess you could. Have right. that. Mm-hmm. But then also, so just to unpack but the, the go, problem, the problem is like they talk about the first day is before the sun and our solar system was made. Mm-hmm. So. They had no reference for day at that time. Well, because so, yeah, I mean, it starts and, with yeah, like and, and so like dark what, and formless spirit right. hovering over the you know the waters of the deep, and then he creates day and night, and then exactly. it goes into yeah. there was day and there was night. So yeah, at, you at could even point, pull up though, Genesis, pull up Genesis, and we yeah, can just read we, it. That's what we need to do. Give, but, me, give me a loop. But, but I would say, Gen- yeah. So go ahead. I think that's a good place to start, and then I'll bring up what Genesis chapter two says. Well, and then just just to unpack, like so. For those of you who may not be super familiar, young earth theory just generally means they certain people think the earth is about 6,000 years old because if you're going to interpret a lot of scripture literally, then they basically go from the, the life of Jesus and they go backwards to, through all the generations and genealogies. And I think they averaged what, like 30 years per generation, I think is the number. And then it, because you see oh all throughout God. scripture, there's like, this, this, the father of him, yeah, the father begat, of him, begat, 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 right, begat. right, right, right. Yeah. And so they trace all the lineages that ultimately lead from Adam to Jesus. And they say that is about 4,000 years, right? Mm-hmm. They average or they, you know, they guess. And then we're, you know, 2,000 years after Jesus' life. So that's where the 6,000 years comes from. So I believe. here is the account of creation. Mm-hmm. It says. Ready for it. I guess I'll just read till the day is made. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light and God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came marking the first day. So it appears so what happened before God created this light? Before God created the light. So does the world light, was just dark Well, I mean, God created the heavens and the earth was the very first sentence. So the heavens and the earth can, can signify a lot of things. I mean, we can go into so many rabbit trails with this. For sure. I mean, because, you know, I know we like to popularize the whole multiverse theory with Marvel and think that they came up with it, but really it was a theory, right? And it's still a working theory 
that, you know, it's just like you could treat heaven as a separate universe or not universe, but kind of overlaid and existing concurrently with how we exist in a separate dimension. Anyway, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, actually, I've done a lot of thinking about this. Huh. Um, it's not just me. There's a lot of people that think this way. Um, but it's just it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, the Bible doesn't dictate how we can imagine the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's just I think we're free to imagine. I think God wants, you know, I just like he gave us this curiosity. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Um so, but it is interesting, you know, in, in, in saying that, I mean, just cause so much happened before he created light and is the light, what does that mean? The sun. So if that we're talking about the sun being a star that our solar system is centered around a lot happened before that. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, one of those things that people talk about, whether it's the big bang or whatever, they just automatically reject these things as if God wasn't behind it. Right. So, um, it, it, it is interesting, and, and granted, you talk about days. I, I wanted to bring up Genesis two four because it, it's it, it's it's interesting how it, it says in some. So this is the New King James translation, and NIV it doesn't say day. Um, but so it'd be interesting to parse that out. We're not going to do that on this podcast, but um, it does say that this is the two four Genesis two four says this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. So it's interesting because it talks about making the earth. Um, and I mean, it's just like, you know, so is that, what was, what did you say? Again? Well, this, that lines up with it because the history of the heavens and the earth were created in a day, according to Genesis one, Genesis one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it lines up, so that's good. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I didn't think, yeah, I thought there was more of a conflict. Someone had represented that more of a conflict. Yeah, I just need to do more research on that. But anyway, I mean, we're just having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so we talk about, um, you know, we, we talk about a lot of this, and, and really a lot of it comes down to just the, the scientific study and what the scriptures tell us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people, like, really try to drive a wedge between those. Um, I don't know who started it. A lot of it's like tit and tat. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the science community or whoever atheists, you know, in the science community will just try to come at Christians and say, hey, the evolution and old earth disproves Christianity. But it, that's only because Christians have taken such a hard literal stance on creation. Mm. So if, if Christians weren't so hard on that, <laughs> you know, the majority of Christians, right, you would be like, well, I mean, you can't really use that argument anymore to disprove faith or Christianity or God or whatever, because, uh, now we're saying that that was plausible, you know? So, uh, for me, and and this is, this is just interesting. I mean, there's, um, uh, there's different examples I wanted to use here. Uh, one of them was from Einstein. You know, he talked about, um, he has this quote about, you know, kind of religions and he just generally religion, you know, kind of gave a broad blanket there. Mm -hmm. And then science, and what he says, accordingly, a religious person is devout in the same sense that he has no doubt of the significance and loftiness of those superpersonal objects and goals which neither require nor are capable of rational foundation. They exist with the same necessity and matter-of-factness as he himself. In this sense, religion is the age-old endeavor of mankind to become clearly and completely conscious of, those, of these values and goals and constantly uh, to strengthen and extend their effect. If one conceives of religion and science according to these definitions, then a conflict between them appears impossible. For science can only ascertain what is, but not what should be. And outside of its domain, value judgments of all kinds remain necessary. Religion, on the other hand, deals only with the evaluations of human thought and action. It cannot justifiably uh, speak of facts and relationships between facts. According to this interpretation of the well-known conflicts between religion and science and the past must all be ascribed to a misapprehension of the situation which has been described. So really what that's saying is science and religion exist on parallel planes. I mean, they can't intersect. You know, neither one of them is equipped to do the job of the other. Um, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily just, you know, Einstein's not saying that all religion is, you know, has solid ground, right? I mean, he, but he is acknowledging that, there's a parallel, right? That, that really, there, you know, he doesn't see in his mind a way that they really conflict. Um, what do you mean by parallel? Like, can, like, 
I guess my question is like, do you think, like you, do you think they're parallel as in like they can't complement each other? No, that I guess that may be the wrong term to use. Um, what I'm saying is that they're they're parallel in the way that they're side by side, and they're really explaining the same things that we observe. Okay, it's just that they're both true. Right. They both can be true. So, like, you, right. would you say that you could use science to prove Christianity? You can't, because in that in, in that way, you are saying that they intersect, and you can't do that, right? So, just because they're all all we're saying here is that it's okay. Like, so so if if what you're saying, if you believe in the fact that they are, they can both be true. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is that we only use science to understand. And, and explain, you know, the way that, you know, the mechanisms and how God created and things like that. But we're not necessarily saying that any of it proves or disproves God. There's still an element of faith involved, but it doesn't invalidate in any way whatever faith you have. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I, I think the Bible, you know, works in concert with that if you look at it through the right lens. And I mean, it's not trying to manipulate the Scripture. It's mm-hmm. really just acknowledging, you know, hey— the the tools that these people had at the time to describe creation, to describe anything, you know, the way God revealed it to Moses, Moses wasn't even there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, and, and it, you could say that the messaging and, and the way things happened was accurate, but it was accurate within a, a particular literary sense, right? So, um, you know, and looking at that, you know, I'll, I'll, this, is, this is another fantastic paper um, that I think everyone listening to this should actually uh, read. My computer's scrolling real slow, so we'll see. While you're scrolling, here's uh, something that's very interesting. Um, So we just talked about the Genesis account and the first thing, you know, day one, God says, let there be light. But then when you actually read the rest of the account, day four is when he creates the sun, moon, and stars. So. Wait, let me see. They, and the word day in the Hebrew was yom. Y O M, and there's multiple definitions of that word. That word can mean a literal 24-hour period. It can mean a, an undefined period. It can mean, hang on, I had it pulled up earlier. There's just multiple definitions of what that word can mean. It doesn't necessarily have to mean. It's used thousands of times throughout um, Scripture, and at times it's referring to a literal day at 24 hours. At times it's referring to other periods of time that aren't necessarily defined. So what verses, though? What are you talking about? What verse does it say day four God made the sun? Uh, let's see. When 14 you, through 19. Okay. Do you have a specific translation? Can you use it as a sentence? I sound like a spelling bee. Yeah, so Genesis 14. It says, uh, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on earth. And it was so then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day sun, and the lesser light to rule the night moon. He then made stars. Also, God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide, uh, the light from darkness. And God saw it was good. So the evening and the morning or the fourth day. So that was day go. four. So the light, so you could days say one through three, light existed, no light, light existed elsewhere throughout the universe then or may, on day who, one, who knows, but he didn't make the sun until day four. So there wasn't sun, moon and stars until right. day four. Yeah. So, so, how, so, so the literal definition of days didn't exist till day four. Mm-hmm. It's a 24 hour, which you we could argue that Moses hours. is using his, his relationship of what he already knows is a day to describe everything. But again, it's just, it's a, it's a story, right? It doesn't make it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, you can't use it as a scientific account. Um, and, 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 you know, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm coming back to kind of the, the other people that have something to say on this. Um, in 2003, there's a, um, a PDF uh, that you can find on Google called A Christian Physicist Examines the Age of the Earth by Stephen Ball. I just understand it's written over 20 years ago so there's a lot of specific arguments present that may have been they have shifted or you know um but the central theme of this is still really strong and one of his sections and i'll take a couple excerpts from the section where he says a healthy view on science and the scriptures 
Um, he says, if we consider how scientific understanding impacts the Christian faith, we are led to the question, can God be actively at work in a world in which scientific laws and principles provide explanations for what we observe? Does a specific scientific explanation preclude God's handiwork or can both be present? And if God is the author of the laws and principles governing the universe, can they not serve to accomplish his will? Um, and then the last part of that is many miracles described in the Bible. Uh, well, I just kind of highlighted parts of this and many miracles described in the Bible may not be understood scientifically, but they are accepted by faith. Likewise, the hand of God may be evident even when science provides us a measure of understanding. So that's good. And this dude's a physicist. I mean, he's smarter than all of us. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the, we're just, you know, there's we're, so many people smarter than us. Yeah, we're we're pretty we're pretty low in the they evolutionary scale as it relates to some of these people that we quote. You know, which is why we bring them into this because it's it it's 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 good to have these these ideas. Like you know, and, and and granted, they can bring you know a measure of of proof with that that kind of proves that you know, hey, th- there's no conflict here, and that's been my major problem with all of this is that you know people people try to make conflict out of this and, and it just really doesn't need to be there. And all it does is force people away. You know, people can use evolution or any one, any one of these issues as a reason to reject the faith, reject Christianity, reject anything. Um, and it's just, and when did Moses yeah. write Genesis? Is, do we I'm know? Google. Was it uh, after the I mean, acacia tree? I'm not going to claim. I exactly know that. Let me, let me see. Was it after he was tripping? As they say, yeah, well, they're it, obviously not going to know exactly. Let's see, because Moses' life—he wrote—he wrote the first five books, right? Mm-hmm. Moses and his life growing up in Egypt, right, as a prince, and then going through exile, coming back to then, you know, stand up to Pharaoh, release you know the Israelites from Egypt, and then moves into through the Red Sea, moves into the wilderness. They wander for 40 years. He doesn't get to lead them into the promised land um, because he was he struck the rock out of anger, right? Was that why? I'm trying to remember the account. But basically, it's like, when did, when did he write these books? Like, he probably wasn't writing this stuff when he was a prince in Egypt. I mean, if I had to guess, I mean, who knows? Well, it's probably I mean, pointless. I mean, I think that the deeper, <laughs> it, 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 well, what I'm about to say, you I'm know, just asking what happened after the burning bush. That that's pointless, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the burning bush. That's right. Um, which we'll talk about at some point. Um, but it, you know, when, when we talk about this specifically, you know, we have to understand that it doesn't matter how old Moses was and what, you know, situation he wrote this in, it doesn't matter. You know, we could still, we could still say, Hey, the story's valid. You know, it, all of this stuff is valid, right? The Bible's still valid. Um, but we're, we're just trying to understand that, you know, it's just not, Moses didn't create this, right? You know, God revealed a message to him and he communicated it mm-hmm. the way that he knew how. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and, 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 you know, we talk about God's time, which is like what we're really talking about when we talk about old earth. Um, and again, I'm, I was just kind of flipping through this guy's paper because it really is a great, um, is really is a great uh, kind of culmination of thoughts uh, because he goes into proof of, you know, people use of young earth, people, the proof people use of old earth mm-hmm. and really tries to like come to conclusions based on that. Um, and his observe, you know, observation as a physicist. Um, and so, you know, because a lot of people claim that, all right, you're taking the, the original story, which is flawless, and you're trying to apply modern knowledge and twist it. You know, people say that, right? Um, but, you know, when, when, we, when we look at this, um, you know, th- there's a quote here. He says, to claim that scripture is being reinterpreted to fit the latest results of science is not correct. Church fathers, including Augustine, mm. uh, did not interpret the creation days as 24-hour days. So it's like Augustine... If you're familiar at all, just briefly, he's 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 basically respected as like, you know, early fathers after of, state yeah. after Saint Paul, you know, who mm-hmm. who really had a lot of authority in interpreting scriptures and things like that. So, um, you know, when we talk about when we talk about his involvement, you know, it's really powerful. Um, and then I'll just kind of finish the last couple of this paper while I have it up. Uh, while a precise time frame of the creation may not be a clear message given by the Bible, there are many important ones that are. What is clear the creation is a result of God's purpose and primary role. The vast order we find in the universe is attributed to God's careful handiwork. And then um, 
the last one I had highlighted here as part of the paper is we see that the Christian faith is not imperiled by an acceptance of the old age for the earth. The truth of God's word may be accepted on the basis of a very reasonable faith, one that has a healthy respect for science as well. Recently discovered scientific evidence is in fact supporting the clear messages of the Bible. So I think that, uh, I think that people get a little lost. I think that it's taught wrong. People are brought up in a way that it's like, well, you're supposed to reject these things because this mm-hmm. is of the world. This is Satan trying to get in your head mm-hmm. and, and these don't have any merit or no value, you know? So just, just believe in the Bible and reject everything that the world tries to bring you. So, um, and, and really it's trying in, in all of that, we just start to create this conflict. So it's just like, well, I mean, okay, so now we're supposed to reject everything. Now we're, we're basically giving people reason to not believe in God you know, I mean, because if we're just arbitrarily going to say, all right, well, we, we automatically just reject everything, right? Um, then that's going to basically just say, okay, well, I'm, I'm a very logical person. And, I, you know, because not everyone, not everyone just, you know, is the same way, right? I'm very, I, I like to research the stuff. I like to look into it. I think it's very interesting. I think it only bolsters my faith in God, you know, and, you know, in, in my creator, just like, you know, hey, like, look at all this stuff that he had to do. So it's just, yeah. it's if you, just because you're describing what he's doing and you're able to explain it doesn't make it any less supernatural. Right. So it's just, you know, I think that's where a lot of people just don't get it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, we don't have to conflict on these things, right? We can believe in old earth. We can believe in things like evolution and, or at least like, you know, we buy into the theory and, you know, we buy into this, you know, the scientific consensus of this and it doesn't affect our faith. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's really the main message I wanted to get out of this podcast is that we don't have to buy one or the other, right? We can have both. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And we're not, we're not sacrificing our faith to do that, you know, right. in, in, in any way. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of over theme overall theme there. I just, here's a got thought. any thoughts. Yeah. The creation account, right. Leaves room for, do you ever think, let's think like this. God, in his sovereignty created the Bible in this way to tell the story of creation in this way that led, that led to us as humans kind of debating it. Do you ever think that he did that because it's not as important as like, Hey, I'm sending my son to die for you. Like he's super clear about Jesus's mission. Right. Right. And so it's like we as humans always, tend to argue over the things that could be argued on multiple sides instead of focusing on the things in the Bible that are literally like, Hey, this is life and death. Let's, let's camp our tent here. It's like people imply or not imply people assume that just because the gospels are like the most important thing in the Bible, that the whole Bible has the carries the same type of importance and attention to it's, you know, it's inception. Mm. Right. So it's like, this is exactly what you're saying. You know, it's, it's just like, why, uh, wh- you know, are we supposed to give the same weight to the book of Genesis in the same literal sense that, you know, we give the gospels? Well, that's why I think end of the day, it's like, wh- whether it was like 300 or 400 BC, when all of the church leaders came together and they decided like, this is the Bible, a bunch of people just mm. came together and they had their, like, <coughs> their, kind of standards. I think there was like four different prerequisites or whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got a piece so bad. Rip it, dude. Can you, can you just hold that thought? You want to talk about disc golf or something while I'm gone? I don't, I don't, oh I just, gosh. I don't know. Random. Just All right. be right back. Okay. Couch it. Quick share as much as possible. Let's talk about how much we hate JJ now. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about, uh, I love, I love your shirt there, brother. Let's talk about Doyle's love for the Biebs. Look, Bieber, if you're watching this, <laughs> If you're watching this, <laughs> we love you. Look, man. If you're JB, watching this, just wow. You just got a place in my heart. Bottom you, line, you represent Jesus well. You do. You're doing. You're doing a good job. You do. Fallen human. That's redeemed. And that's probably Amen. religiously offensive to a lot of people. Yeah, I was gonna say. Would it be so? <laughs> He's broken. He knows it. All right. So he was just. He was just in O Town. We're from Orlando. If you guys didn't know, so we are currently in an uh, Oviedo, which is a suburb of Orlando, but. uh Luke and a couple other people from the office went to 
Bieber's concert here not too long ago. Mm. So highlight, mm-hmm. favorite song. I don't know, just what, you know. Ghost. Just kind of uh, jump in that time he, capsule, he brother, sang, and just. He hummed Ghost. Uh, actually, no, he sang Ghost one line over the whole song <laughs> for it's stuck in several my head. days after that concert. Man, that, that concert is that, just. And if I can't. I don't yeah. know, let's hear it. <laughs> I'll yeah. settle for the I remember, ghost of you. I didn't yeah. even realize I was yeah. doing it until Gabby snapped at me one afternoon. <laughs> we were sitting on the couch, and I was like, cut that shit out, she's, man. She's like, sing any other line. Yeah. It's like, it's the same line every time. I didn't even realize I was doing it. Just, just objects flying through the air at Doyle's face. No, what killed me is one day, I don't know why you weren't here one day, but we were at lunch, and then I hear Nathan humming the song. I'm like, it's the same Dude, Nate's, one. Nate's a believer. Is he a believer, is. For sure. I, I didn't see that. One coming. Is he a believer or he's just a nice believer. guy that wanted I, to send a bunch I of heard, people? I heard, I heard. Listen to this. He's he was playing the songs in his office he before the concert and or after. Home. Either way. I don't know. He probably did research. Now he, he's a believer. He got to know a little fair. something, something. He was home in his, he texted me one night, like the kids were asleep, Lindsay was gone, and he said, I just spent the night in the hot tub blasting Justin Bieber. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. I was like, dude, you lights know, on and everything. It's You're just cool with me. It's just. Uh, Nathan and I are similar. I don't know if it's because just we just himself. hung out so often, but we just, we get this thing. We're just like, we decide we're into something. We just go hard. Yeah. Oh, it's human nature, bro. Yeah, That's just most people. If you're not like in. that, I don't trust you. You're probably a robot. Well, it was one of those things where we talked about doing this podcast. It was like, you know, a week later, we got all this set up. Yeah. <laughs> it did like, not take long. Doorbell rings every hour. Yeah. Right. Package. Yeah. Prior to episode yeah. one, this was a random conversation, maybe seven days before. Yeah. Probably five. Yeah, I mean, it's great. No, because well, the thing is, we just talk hours on end all the time <laughs> yeah. about everything. This should be recorded. That's yeah. That was the thought. Yeah, I was yeah. like, so why aren't we recording record? this? We're wasting words right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then there was a couple of days of save it for the pod. Save it for the pod, which I thoroughly disagree with. Justin, Justin <sighs> struggles with that. Baby. Yeah, he's got to get it out. Nah, bro, gotta it's got to it be genuine. You just got to rip it, dude. <laughs> Trust the Lord, bro. It. Trust <laughs> the Lord. Absolutely. And let's rip it. To guide that tongue. Rip it good. But uh, what were we talking about? Whip it good. Rip it good. I don't remember. Right before he left, you were uh, about to say something. You were saying stuff in your mic about <laughs> You were saying stuff in your mic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I guess the overall point is people die um, on hills that they shouldn't I got die it. on. I got yeah. it. This goes back to kind of my my larger kind of qualms with um, Qualm. taking, <laughs> taking everything... <laughs> together so literally and trusting 300 or random people oh, yeah, during 300 AD to put the exact verses that we need in the box. Like, fine. Like, I get it. Like, but to your point, you're talking about like, we miss, you know, we miss the forest for the trees and we make mountains out of molehills, mole you know, right. and it's like, we should just be focusing on, you know, doing our best to emulate, you know, being Christ-like, all that stuff. And then I looked at look at that and I say like okay according to a lot of people's beliefs God inspired the scripture and it's exactly how he wanted it to be mm-hmm. even though none of the actual scripture says like these are the books that are meant to be in in, in the book and then the pro- my problem is okay so God created it I know we have free will and that's fine but if there was something as important as a savior of the earth coming to save us from our sins and impending in, in doom and eternal damnation like if I'm God, and maybe this is just the ultimate fallacy is I'm not God, it doesn't matter. So who cares? But it's like, if it's so important to not get caught up on these issues, it's like, I wouldn't put it in the freaking book. I just wouldn't talk about it. I'd just be like, y'all can think what you want to think about how we got here. None of that really matters. So it's just about Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But it's in the book. So you're just like, well, you knew it was going to lead to a bunch of people and, and then look at what Christianity is today all throughout the world. Thousands of versions and different sects and branches of Christianity where it's like these people are the young earth. These people are the older. Earth, these people are like cool drinking. These people are not. These people like it's just it's become a smorgasbord when you go back and you read in like so many passages in John where Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he's like, above all else, I just want you to be one Un- unity, mm-hmm. like union, which is just put down the swords, stop worrying about crap that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what's important. Right. But a huge issue. now look at it and it's like, it's like, oh yeah, I guess we like, maybe it's just human nature. Like we can all agree on that Jesus thing, but it's like, when it comes to everything else, 
Let's go ham. Let's just like. Well, the whole Bible is a story that points you to Jesus, right? We know that. And so, like, in my, not that I don't ever want to defend God because I feel like he does a pretty good job of that. But, like, it is, it was such a big deal for him to save humanity that he became human to prove it, right? So, like, he showed how much of a big deal it was and and walked the walk. And, and so he did that for us. And with the Bible, the whole point of it from beginning to end is to point people to Jesus but I, what you said is true, right. human nature. Like, so my, my thought is God did everything to make it seem like this is the only thing that matters. If you're, if you're asking, like, why didn't we just open it and it's one page and it says Jesus and close it, I would argue that you open it and there's hundreds of pages and it says Jesus, close it. So it's the same thing. Human nature is what's annoying about it. Well, that's because I think a lot of people don't find comfort in disagreement. I mean, so... If you if you have a brother that disagrees with you on certain aspect of the Bible that again we've you know that I would deem as inconsequential, it's like it, it's unsettling. It's not okay with that person. Mm-hmm. So then they need to go off and find a bunch of people that agree with them so they feel mm-hmm. good about their faith. Sure, you know. So it's just that's how you get all these denominations. It's just like well, that's it's just we've we've just established this. It's not okay to disagree, which is not God. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, look at the state of our country beyond religion. I mean, there's areas we don't agree on, and it's the more and more we become connected via social media and things like that. That's why, you know, we don't need to dive into it, but this whole, like, massive uproar with the whole Roe v. Wade thing, and it's what the actual decision says is it's now the state, it goes back to the states to determine which states you know, want the states get to control how they view it and mm-hmm. how they approach it. And the bottom line is what I why I think that's valuable is because there are certain people who say, I don't want any of my tax dollars going towards performing abortions. That's my personal conviction, right? And then there's other people who are fine with that. But the beauty of like the what the reason why America was the most beautiful experiment is because it says there's fifty different states. Like if you don't like how things are happening in your state, like you have the freedom to go somewhere. And like you said, to be around people, because we do this with religion. We want to be in tribes where we really see eye to eye on a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. So it's like the beauty is, you know, we can go and live in places where we agree with people and we don't, you know, mandate certain things for people that violates their conscience. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a very challenging thing because then you, you know, we can talk about Roe v. Wade. Is that where no, no, we get off on this? That, but that goes back to like the whole concept of tribalism. Like mm-hmm. it's like tribalism is human nature. But then there's this other element that we see in scripture where it's very clear that it's like, hey, the meek inherit the earth. And the breakdown of that means it's the warriors who choose to like sheathe their swords. Or it's like, you know, it's the warriors in a garden type of a thing. And it's it's ultimately like we need to learn how to be able to talk about these things without wanting to riot and rip people's heads off and mm-hmm. think that the other side is evil for whatever reason. But you know, it's, you see it all throughout. It's, it's, yeah. it's in the church. It's in, it's in politics. It's in society. It's everywhere. Yeah. No, I'm curious, <clears throat> Gabby with the uh, uh, Jehovah's witness church. I don't you, I don't know how much experience you had with it. Yeah. I mean, I was, What's like the, 10 or younger. Well, you still have family members that are still involved in it or no? Yeah. I mean, not like super close family members. I'm just, I'm just curious, like how they would view disagreement. Like if someone disagrees with how they represent something, what is their typical state? Like just kick them out of the church or is it like a, yeah, you know, I don't know. I guess I've never disagreed. You to agree bring with up them. a disagreement with them, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you just, like, they, pretty much just keep quiet. Yeah, and, so they just talk about all kinds of stuff. And you're no just problem. like, yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Honestly, I've never heard them even get into like deep discussions like this. Yeah. Maybe that's scary for them. So clearly they all think it's BS. (laughs) I mean that, that, cause that's, I think that's at the heart of what a lot of Christians don't want to bring this stuff up because they're afraid if something like they feel like it is detriment to their faith and their upbringing, their whole world's going to fall apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, and that's not, that, that should, that should just make you want to dig deeper. 
Mm-hmm. If you're if you're questioning, like you need to dig, the, you need to ask those questions. I mean, it's not like yeah, go dig. Yeah, no. Well, it's not like it's like if you're questioning anything about your faith, it's not like well, as long as I just like blindly believe and I just ignore these questions, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah, you know, right. God will accept me. Is like, I mean, you know, the way the Bible reads, Jesus will, God will accept you. But the thing is, it's it's one of those things where you, you need to dig, like because anything related to any of this, like evolution, old Earth, and you know, the, the particular subjects for this podcast. I mean. Any of my understanding related to all that, it only bolsters my faith. Like I'm only like more in awe mm-hmm. once I understand the process. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I've told this to you guys before. Like when I'm, and my wife thinks it's weird, but I'll sit there and like eat Cheetos and then like watch how they're made while I'm eating them, <laughs> yeah. or ice cream that or whatever. Weird. That is weird. All right, well, <laughs> that's totally maybe, weird. Maybe, but I like it. Maybe though. there's some other weirdos that identify <laughs> with me, but. Every like, meal you're on YouTube. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I'm by myself, like, I'll just be, like, crunching on some kettle chips. Like, oh, let me see how these are made. Mm. <laughs> it makes them taste better. It's just like, I don't know. I think That's I think there's analogy, interesting. Though. Does there's it a, ever backfire? It's like, eh, and you're just like, I wish I wouldn't have watched that. Maybe, like, like a hot dog, chicken nuggets, like sausage. Yeah. And, don't, don't look up the yeah, video of chicken, that. Chicken factory. <laughs> but, I mean, it, the thing is, yeah, but, like, overall, the general idea is <laughs> That's when, a good analogy. when you learn you appreciate, mm-hmm. right? Like, so So say you went and saw, like, a memorial, a battleship, or a submarine. You know how they have those museums that are floating? Yeah. Uh, you look through the ship, it's just like, you know, and you start to learn, like, where the ship had been, the battles it had been in, the victories it had. That's good. The way it got through what it was went through, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, this, is, would, this is crazy. Like, I mean, just, yeah. and you learn about it, and you appreciate it, and you're just in awe. Like, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I think... There's two things that can really help to add to that. Two things that can help a person um, kind of like uh, grow in their faith. And the first one is knowledge. Like if you find out, like if you're questioning the Bible, where it came from, who wrote it, like the more you find out about it, the more knowledge you have and the more you can stand on. Right. And you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. And the second I would say is experience. Like that's the second element to that. If you, if you go and you, um, now that you have a foundation of the knowledge of where the Bible came from now, if you go and apply it and experience like truth of it, that will also like, kind of like help, help you grow and learn and become. So I agree. If I had to add a little bit of, what is this? Salt Bay. Salt Bay on top of that, it would be, yes, knowledge for sure. And then the second is you'll learn more as, as you experience more. Right. So that's. That's a dope analogy. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, too, just to go deeper into the kettle chip thing. <laughs> on the back of the chips, you know how they'll have a little story. Much better than normal chips. It's, well, yeah. no, they are, absolutely. Hot take. I'm big on Cape Cod right now. It's really? my brand. You prefer yeah, not kettle chips to kettle chips? I don't know. Like wavy? or I feel like first, there's so first many of all, chips. First of all, does the term hot take mean I disagree with you? Is that what that means? Hot take it's means unpopular opinion. It's an unpopular yeah. opinion, yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. Hot or take. one that could like, stir up. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. I'm a big kettle chip guy. I just I don't know chips. if I would firmly say they're better than regular chips. Well, I can say that. Right. What, For me. What, define regular chips. Like ruffles? I love I, me some ruffles. Hey, ruffles. Ruffle, sour cream and cheddar, bro. Oh, fire. Undefeated. Better than kettle chips. It's the crunch without the taste, in my opinion. But what, but what if they nailed that flavor on a kettle chip? I don't haven't. like I don't like kettle chips with flavor. <laughs> I like regular kettle chips. If we're talking potato chip to kettle chip, flavors the same. I'd take a kettle chip. Okay, so we're Amen. on the same team. It's here. the flavors. Yeah, that, the kettle that so, make me jump so ship. The new like the sea salt kettle chips. I don't that. know what it is about sea salt. You see it on the package, it just tastes different. For sure, well, these, like, even Nantucket if it's the same. And lighthouses, and you're just like. <laughs> Surely they literally just went out into the ocean and harvested this somehow <laughs> and sprinkled it over perfectly cooked kettle chips this salt and put came, it in this bag. Salt came and this one somehow mountain. has 50% less sodium. So I don't even know. I think, that, I think they just let them dry phenomenal. off a little more. They let the oil drip off more or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a... They put something in there to make it less fat. Well, you would know. You've, you've seen how it's made. I know. Yeah, I, I got to <laughs> defer to that one. I'm not, you know. No. Okay, what were you saying, this. though, on the back of the bag? No, on the back of the bag, it usually tells you a story. There's some, I don't know, half the time it's probably made up. But it's just a story of, like, we make our chips using the blah, blah, blah ingredients, and 
we carefully craft and this and that. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right. But if you use that as a recipe, you wouldn't get very far. Like, because they're not telling you, like, the temperature of the oil. They're not telling you, like, they're not, letting they're not telling you, like, how thick to cut the slices. You know, none of that stuff, right? And so I'm not saying the Bible is that rudimentary. But what I'm saying is people live their lives increasing in knowledge only in the Word of God. And they don't, they don't round themselves with, with the knowledge that we have as humans that we've discovered and, you know, have observed. Yeah. It's just you grow up with this. You know, and the Bible talks about childlike faith, which is good, but I don't think, I would argue that a childlike understanding is not always good. So, yeah. so you know, if, if you're only, and we talked about the circular reasoning, always going back to the text to, to learn and prove and whatever, but I think you, you step into both worlds. That just gives you such a powerful stance yeah. on, you know, talking to anyone about anything. It's just like, well, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And just like, here's why. I think a creator could have been behind this, you know, just because, you know, I get this is the way this is. And I just think this is such a powerful tool that he used to, you know, whatever. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, and not you get into this well, God, of, God of the gaps thing and people have arguments about that. It's just like, well, belief, belief in a creator in general is going to naturally end up in this like God of the gaps thing. Like, so you, you can't get away, with, away from that, you know, believing in God. But I just I don't have a problem with that. Like I don't think that's an issue. Well, was it who was um was it Lee Strobel who did Case for the Creator or something like that? Case I don't for know. Christ. Some I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might have been totally wrong. But yeah. either way, there, there's people throughout history that have been like outspoken atheists, and oh, right. that Mission journey, yeah, right, yeah right. and that journey right. ultimately led them to believing in some god. Which is like to me, those are like those stories are so much more powerful because it's like. Oh, you've actually lived on both sides of the fence. Like mm-hmm. for someone that's only ever lived on this side, it's like, look, I get why you believe that. It's you were indoctrinated, and there's nothing wrong with that. We all indoctrinate our children because we want them to not be shitty people. Like it's like it's just yeah. part of the, the deal. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you hear someone who's actually lived on both sides of it, you're just like, oh, there's a little more weight to what this guy says because mm. he he's actually lived the other way too. Right. And certain people who have never taken and it's not I mean, you don't need to do that. But, you know, there's a reason why those people, you know, have an audience with certain people that may not just trust the the good old Christian boy that grew up and never questioned anything. And then just telling you to, to you know, give your life to Jesus. That's funny because yeah. there there's I agree. <clears throat> and some people would hear that and say, well, then everybody needs to. Um, live a life trying to disprove God until they find the truth of it, right? And and I heard this quote once that was so good. It was like people were uh, uh, lost in the wilderness for 40 years so that we wouldn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that before? Mm-hmm. So like that guy lived his whole life bent to disprove God and then found out he came to a conclusion that there's no way this is done without him and wrote this dedicated his whole life to it in the hopes that others wouldn't have to follow the same well, steps. Right? I think there's I, a I mix. Agree. You have to, mm, you do have to, uh, yeah. most people, yeah, yeah, yeah. most you people to go need to go on their own journey. Some, well, the sad somewhat. thing is, that's what I was going to say. I was like, the yeah. sad thing is really when you, like, I think about a lot of people, that I doesn't mean myself, blindly it's like accept. A lot of us saying. are still wandering in the wilderness because yeah. there's, I mean, a lot of us are living lives where we just don't have real freedom. And we're not free from whether it's thoughts or behaviors or things in our lives that we wish weren't there. It's like we, mo- many of us still are wandering in that wilderness in the sense of like it just doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's, go that's fine. Uh, you, you, that didn't, I didn't say that to like negate the fact that it requires personal mm-hmm. yeah. revelation because it absolutely does. But it was just a cool, cool mm-hmm. quote. Yeah, so like creative thought experiment there there's been some and we're headed back to like this old earth with we talked about old earth enough i mean we'll revisit this this whole issue on future podcasts you know when, the hunger dries yeah so so basically um with the whole evolution thing it's interesting because we'll say you know i think you guys have said just like it's hard for me to believe that people came from monkeys and it's not and it's not i don't i don't think it's that's that's really the I don't think that the typical evolutionary theory is saying that it's just saying we have common ancestors with, Mm -hmm. you know, evolved beings. Right. So, um, there's even, there's even theories out there like Christian 
you know theories that uh, that that we are a hybrid of evolved species and Adam and Eve from the garden, which is kind of crazy to think about. So you're saying they because God simultaneously with other so, yeah exactly, things out there exactly because they're naughty little there's some, devils. <laughs> a hot take. There well we're I talking mean, bestiality now. It's a hot take. It's not my take. <laughs> right, right. I'm just saying that <laughs> that, that is a hot take. I'm just saying that's a theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what, Adam and Eve what's just cranking down on a bunch of what. Do you, what <laughs> Uh, what what uh, what do you consider a beast and what do you consider not? So I mean the thing is like everyone's always wondered <laughs> like not, not your species. Thing. Well, I mean I mean it's just like you can't logically think of our genealogy and not at one point think of like well incest was the only way to where we are now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's a good point. So what do you I mean because at that point we'd all be but incest has always been a very common part of it's just now like really being outlawed. There was something sure, I watched but like there's always me, like but, there, but but when you limit the gene pool like that, it, mm-hmm. I mean more often than not, it leads to some type of mutation. Yeah. Oh, so are you saying that like God? Well, I, I just don't even know. Like it's like I don't. Because I believe what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I believe like if you're gonna go by the scripture, like it's hard for me to read the scriptures and not feel like God legit created Adam and Eve as real humans mm-hmm. and like. Which I, I'm not saying I do believe that, but I'm yeah. saying according well, I mean, to the it Bible, leaves it it's like, hard for me from to, the dust of the earth. I mean that that almost describes evolution in a way, if you really read into it like that. So, you know, and and what you know, so you could read it that way. It doesn't, like I said, it's so inconsequential to Jesus in that story. Right. But mm-hmm. but if we're just to like think of it creatively, I mean. You know, they were saying like, you know, hey, God could have ruled over the monkeys before <laughs> they may have had their own book. Um, yeah, Dang, that's big facts. Yeah, yeah. so another another hot take. Another hot take. <laughs> so I mean, it's just it, you know, it's one of these things where it's just like God. God creates this this uh, this garden, right? Where I mean, all we know about is what's within the walls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's implied that there are things outside of the garden, right? Um, that's true. And even. Um, um, when Cain killed Abel, mm-hmm. right? You know, we we talk about how he flees and God put His mark on him so he wouldn't be harmed. Like by who? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, who is God marking him from? Right? I mean, so mm-hmm. it's just, and he and he fled to a certain place and kind of did his own life, his thing. But it's just, you know, it's one of those things where it's not that it doesn't make the Bible wrong, right? Some of these questions and thoughts, right? It doesn't. It doesn't make it you know, any less true, any kind of meanings behind the scripture and all these things. And God revealed what he thought was important to us. Right. So, you know, the fact that we can talk about all these other things, like, you know, we could say that, you know, these are holes in the Bible or these are like loose ends. It's like, really? No, it's just like, God just didn't go into it on that topic. Mm-hmm. Well, and even, I mean, just get literal. Like, it's like Moses just wrote down what he thought he got from God because he wasn't there. Yeah. He was way, way after all this happened. So yeah. it's like the account that we have comes from a dude that lived way after who has no n- real knowledge of that outside yeah. and of we start we're to assuming get into, that God gave him like a supernatural yeah. download. Yeah, and we start to get into the fact that, you know, people that believe the Bible's perfect versus people that believe the Bible is the inspired written word of God using imperfect hands to, to pen it, right? So... What you know? Uh, there's there's a lot of debate there you could have. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't have time for that today. But um, you know, it, it it really is just interesting because you start to dig deep, and it's just like not it's not so much that we're trying to unravel one chord so the whole thing comes undone, like a lot of people get scared of. It's more of a you know let's let's increase our understanding to the place where you know, we can then just like imagine what the earth and the world used to be like. I mean, I think it's a really Mm -hmm. cool thing. You know, God gave us this, I I feel like God gave us this, um, this curious and, you know, adventure driven attitude toward things. And, you know, we, we want to explore, we want to find out. Um, and it just only opens our eyes even more. This is like, we're not, and I, I, I think I gave this example or whatever in the Rocky mountains, but like, you know, just, when I, uh, I went to Ireland a few years ago and, um, you know, when we were in Ireland and you, you just come to like the cliffs of Moore or sleeve league where you just, these massive cliffs going to the water, like just beauty beyond, you know, just, I mean, granted, like, you know, everything's beautiful in its own different way. Every, you know, it's just not like you go to one of those places and you're like, well, I've seen stuff more beautiful than this. It's just, it's like, you're still in awe. You're just like, wow. Wow. 
Um, it's just, it's just that, that openness and that perspective just like gave way to just like this appreciation for the earth and creation and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I just think it doesn't have to be just something we perceive with our eyes. It could be something we imagine or something that, uh, we kind of discover on our own that could have that same exact effect where it's just like, Oh my God, like, look at it. Like, it's just, this, this, this whole thing is just bigger than I thought. Mm. Right. It's mm-hmm. just like, that's cool because, you know, and not that, not that it, of course you could, you just argue the Bible is, you know, limitless and like the knowledge you could get from it and stuff like that. But it's just, you know, when you, when you take it into things that you can perceive, like you can look into the sky and see the moon, you know, you can, you can identify different planets in the sky and like, you can quantify how far they are just by what we know. Mm-hmm. That stuff is just, it blows your mind. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like reading words on a page. It's experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you can kind of take your experience and what you're reading and kind of combine that and just imagine like the vastness of it. Yeah. It's just, it's unreal. And it yeah. just takes you to such a higher level mm-hmm. um, of appreciation, you know, especially of creation. And I just feel like some people a lot of people, uh, especially that grew up in the church, you know, kind of, I don't know, call them baby boomer generation now. Um, but not to call out just them, a lot of people, you know, still latch onto this, but you, you get to this point where it's just like, I feel like they're almost limited in, in the way they can experience God because they're just not opening themselves up to anything. Um, it has to come through one of these doors. Yeah. For them. Yeah. I think one of them, there's a guy that I started following not too long ago. Um, his name's Peter Crone. They call him like the mind architect. He basically, I mean, the dude kind of uh, started working with a little more prominent people who were just working through some just mental challenges, whether it was athletes or just, you know, high performers. But his approach was so um, simple, but really profound for me because I think it, it, it piggybacks on what you're saying and just the reality that we're so obsessed with like, especially when we come, you know, on a topic, Uh, like religion where it's like, Oh, I'm right. You're wrong. Like I have the right, you know, account of creation. It's like, we look at all these versions of how we could have gotten here. It's like, I'm on this team. Right. So I'm on this team because I think I'm right. And I, you know, but the reality is like, no one really knows. Mm -hmm. It brings an element of faith. Yeah. But what I love about what he, what kind of hit a lot of his Peter Crohn's kind of approach to this is he just says like, like nothing is right or nothing is wrong. Everything just is. And he'll talk mm-hmm. about something like what happened, happened, and it couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't. Like at some point, we just have to look at what we see and just accept it. Because the problem is when we look at things like dinosaurs, when we look at things like carbon dating, when we look at things, we're just like, there's a really real possibility this has been here for a long, long time. It's like to just look at it and just be like wrong because, oh, I believe creation happened in six literal days and that means, according to Scripture now, that the earth can't be more than 6,000 years old kind of a thing. And it's just like, well, dude, end of the day, I see what I see. And it's like we're so obsessed with judgment and saying, like, right, wrong, right team, wrong team, winning team, losing team, good place, bad place. It's like end of the day, nothing is right, nothing is wrong. Everything just is in a sense of, like, what we're seeing. I'm not talking about, like – you know, murder or like things like that that are clearly like a violation of human conscience and morality. Yeah. But like in a sense of what we see, it's just, it's funny that end of the day, it's like even look at something like an addiction, right? So it's like, say I'm struggling with drinking and it's like the addiction, like to say the addiction is wrong is putting weight on something. It's like, it's just, it just is like, why are you drinking? And it's like, well, clearly it's to cover up for something else, but it's like to just look at it. The first step to actually like getting through it is just to accept it, that it just is. Because if you reject the fact that it's just happening, then you're living your life from a perspective of just rejection of reality, which is delusion. Yeah. So it's like for so much of these things, it's like to just get over the hurdle of like, dude, we don't know. But end of the day, like this is reality. And this yeah. is something that we know. And so many of these topics boil down to things that we think or believe through faith, right? So, you know, there's such a hot button topic of faith with, with religion because it requires this leap with, you know, apart from reality because we don't really know. But then we have verses like, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. But then it also takes faith 
to like please God or whatever. It's just like, yeah. huh? When I read that verse, I'm like, there's a way to know that He is God. I need to figure that one out because right now mm-hmm. the faith thing has kind of led me in. Not that it's bad, but it's like I that thought or that reality is kind of what's provoked me to just be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm trying to go on a journey and know because if there's a way to know and not have to just operate f- from a belief and hoping that it's right. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I want to get there. That sounds sick. Yeah. I mean, more and more people, this is kind of like the way that we increase our understanding and our knowledge of reality. It's just the more and more people appear to be in the world delusion mm. because they're, you know, instead of, I like what you said, like what you were saying, that guy said about accepting reality. It's like, well, it's, it's you kind of have to, you have to accept reality, you know, mm-hmm. um, and accepting reality through the lens of the text is the most appropriate way to do it. But, it, you know, people try to try to switch that around where it's just like, no, I'm going to let the text dicta- dictate my reality. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't start matching up with like actual reality. Then reality is wrong. Reality is wrong. Right. And the more people you walk around telling them reality is wrong, the bigger problem you're going to, you ain't, you ain't going to, you ain't going to talk no one right. into anything. Like, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of my big point that I've made, you know, with, with, uh, religion and science and all that. And I'm sure in the future we'll get into climate change and all these different things that no. have more of a political thing about them, you know, that in combination with Christianity and like how it's just like people just assume all Christians reject scientific, you know, stuff like that. It's just, oh, again, it's just a hot button for me. Um, <laughs> Plot twist. Thanos is real and he does have the reality stone. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Are, take, are we in the Matrix? Take, are we in the Matrix? Thanos is the greatest villain of all time. It's hard to argue against that. Yeah, you can't. I can't I think mean, of one. Uh, Thanos with the Infinity Stones, right? Just like his... The way yeah. that he just smoked the Hulk in the beginning of... Was that Infinity War? There's so, there's that so was many just reasons like, why I think that. I've watched all the Marvel movies in order like three times. Beginning to end. Wow. wow. So this is, this man's educated. Mm. I know what I'm saying. talking about. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, I can't really so, think so of So he's the greatest villain in the Marvel Universe. I would argue outside of it as well. Oh, wow. Who, I mean, who's of he going up time. against, though? Well, if they if they keep this going, eventually every other villain will become part of the Marvel he's Universe. He's got to become more powerful. Yeah. Well, think about this. All villains, not all, I shouldn't say all. Most villains have, like, what's their inspiration to be? Wickedness, just pure evil but most of the root stories of it is like like what's what's their goal world domination yeah like there's no like yeah. what are we so doing? you're saying thanos is the man because he was going for peace like low key, believed I'm, that not, I'm not agreeing wiping with out half of the but his, creation his stance could make sense whereas all other villains are like all right I want power. Right. Yeah, so, He's know. like, I'm trying to preserve. I'm not saying it's he right didn't to keep have a it. mass genocide. <laughs> I disagree with that. But I'm saying. Yeah, because after, after he accomplished what he needed to, he went and lived in a cabin yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to be the ruler of everything. He didn't want to be daddy. Yeah. And he's also, yeah, whatever. I digress. Okay. That's, uh, I couldn't think of a better way to wrap up that pod. It's a hot, I'm just hot take. Thanos daddy yeah. is the way to go. Yeah, we're over an hour, but. Big um, purple daddy. The big <laughs> nutsack on his chin. Okay. <laughs> That's from the movie. This was a. I yeah. believe it was Chris Pratt. Jay, Jay goes, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> so these are unedited, so none of the things that we've said to this point will be edited out. Movie reference, going to the and it wasn't even rated R. Wow. That's great. Yeah, that's true. He do- yeah, he does say that. Are you using the world to define what's appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, well, uh, again, again, disclaimer, we don't pretend to have any of the answers. Not even all, none. Um, these are just our thoughts. Um, and, you know, we're glad you've been here to experience them with us. And, you know, we thank you for watching. Can't wait till next time. See ya.